0: Welcome to Simple Faith with host Dale Carlson, bringing solid Christian answers to your questions
1: and concerns.
2: For
0: Simple Faith on life-changing radio, here's host Dale Carlson.
2: Welcome to another Saturday afternoon at Simple Faith. I hope you folks are starting to thaw out a little bit. Boy, it has been so cold. Uh, last night it uh, got down to 42 below zero windchill uh at my house and uh and uh, thankfully i had a my wood stove going and and uh, things are good today <laughs> i'm i'm so happy to have herb blake with us today from friendship house uh friendship house has been around for how many years herb uh we just enter our 38th year 38th existence. year boy yes uh, i remember when you got started <laughs> yes <laughs> it just it makes me feel old 1985 1985 wow um, Herb is the executive director at Friendship House, and uh, why don't you tell us a oh tell us a little bit about uh, Friendship House, Herb? Sure, Uh, we are a uh, faith-based Christian recovery
0: home for men that are dealing with substance use disorder, either alcoholism or drug addiction. Um, It is our goal not only to see men get sobriety, uh, long-term sobriety. Uh, and build a full life, but it's our goal to introduce men to Jesus and uh, let them experience the new hope they'll
2: have in Him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So, how does, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about how Friendship House got started in 1985. There's quite a story there.
0: There really is. Uh, Louise Montgomery uh, began the house, her and her husband Claude, uh, in 1985. Um, I had the I never had the privilege to meet Louise but I I met her prayer partner several years ago her name is Allison Kelly and she told me the story that as they got together to pray on a weekly basis they began to see the need in Portland uh for men who are homeless and, mm-hmm. and, and people who are struggling with addiction and um the Lord just told them uh, told Louise it's time to find a house and uh, there's really a, a lot that began to happen that God set in motion because of the prayer meetings that they had together on a weekly basis. And in 1985, Claude—
2: got to stay away from those prayer meetings if you don't want God <laughs> to start to move in your heart, don't you? That yeah. is right, because
0: one of the amazing things is is Louise was 70 years old Absolutely, when she yeah. began oh, this my. ministry. So yeah. uh, just amazing what God began to do, but through a series of miracles— Um, They had $50,000 that they had set aside to find a house, and they searched for months. There was uh, nothing in the area of Portland that was even under Mm $120,000 at the time that would have fit, but God um, just led them through a series of events to a house up on Brackett Street in Portland, and amazingly enough, it was a uh, silent bid, I guess, that had to be put in, and they put in a bid of $50,100, 100 more than they had planned, and it was the $100 that <laughs> set, in, set in motion uh, the ministry that's carried for 38 years. Uh, nice. I, I was goodness. in
2: that house. I, I, I'd had a tour of that house at one point, point. Uh, uh, yes. uh, and uh, I, I, I guess somewhere in my, my mind, I thought that was Claude and uh, Louise's house, but it, that, that isn't the case, right?
0: Uh, that isn't. No, yeah. it is one that uh, they had been introduced through a realtor friend, and uh, it, it's really an amazing story of how it started because it needed so much work, and mm-hmm. Louise was someone that was just very connected. In fact, she went to the Cumberland County Sheriff and asked for inmates to come in and begin mm-hmm. to help with the house. and. Uh, oh. Local churches began helping with meals, and it, it was such a collaborative effort, but uh, she always pointed to this could never happen without God's right. hand yeah. Yeah. upon right. it. So, no, they had another yeah.
2: house on State Street, too, didn't they?
0: Yes. Uh, it, it was sometime after that. Uh, there was a time we had a house for men and women, mm-hmm. uh, moved to State Street, and then eventually moved out to where we're located now, 390 Lincoln Street in South Portland. And uh, we've been there since two thousand three. Two thousand three. Yep. Yeah. That's an yep. incredible
1: sequence of events, though. I, I'm I'm listening to you and thinking only God would do, could do something like that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, His hand has been a, a, really upon this house for thirty eight years now, and uh, I've had the privilege to see it for the last eleven. Uh, almost on a daily basis of how God provides for us and, and what He's doing in the lives of men and their families through this message. Eleven years, you said. Yes, just began my twelfth year. And do
1: you. Actually, live there at the house.
0: I do not. Uh, I I am there usually Monday through Friday, checking in on the weekend. Uh, oh. But I have a house manager that is a, a a Christian man that he lives right there on site, so he is there twenty four seven. Okay, and I'm available twenty four seven. I know how that goes. <laughs> I, bet, yep, I know how yep. that goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I just keep thinking as we're talking about this that uh, verse, and we talk about it every once in a while here. Is uh, in Second Chronicles sixteen nine. Are you familiar with that? The eyes of the Lord oh, go to and fro, to and fro. Yes. Uh, searching throughout the land uh, mm-hmm. to uh, to strongly support those whose heart is completely His, and I think that's uh, that's that's the case with this ministry. And uh, you know those those kind of things, we hear that over and over and over again with ministries that come, and, and it usually starts at a prayer meeting, or okay. uh, or it doesn't even have to be a meeting, just a meeting with God. Somebody has a meeting with God, and God says, you know, take a look at this, and uh,
1: well, he found somebody like Louise yeah. way back there, but then he found somebody like Herb, yeah. who's who's currently carrying a lot of the responsibility.
0: Well, we've been privileged over the years, and like you said, it started with God's touch, his hand, and um, God has just uh, risen up people to be board members, to be directors, to be house managers for this last 37-plus years, and... Uh, the vision continues. He continues to give us a vision for the future, and um, we're just thrilled. Where How did
1: God get you into this,
0: um, this business? I really think it began about 15 years ago. Uh, we began, uh, we were on the church plant team at Living Hope Church, which is oh. located on Portland Street in Portland, and we began working with a lot of the homeless population, men and women who are dealing with mm-hmm. alcoholism and drug addiction, and Uh, It was about five years later that uh, the board at Friendship House, including the president of our board, Ron Nevers, approached me and um, said actually, my name came up in one of their prayer meetings to ask if I'd be willing to be the director of Friendship House. Uh, So amazingly, I had never thought about it. I knew about the ministry, had never thought of even being involved until I was approached by the president and vice president. And again, I really just think it was God's hand my wife and I prayed about it for a few weeks, and just felt that God was telling us that it was time to move forward in this. Yeah, that sounds like his his the way he does things. <laughs> yeah, it also
2: sounds like Ron Nevers. He's quite uh, persuasive. Yes, he he certainly is. <laughs> yeah, he, he loves the Lord. <laughs> he's Got a
0: heart after God. And, he does. Uh, he he does. He's poured into this ministry for over twenty years. Uh, I know so. he has. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. Well, that's great. That's great. So, how many guys are there at uh, at uh, at um, the Portland House, uh, we uh, have, the Friendship House.
0: We have 15 residents. Uh, we have, uh, people ask how that's kind of broken up. We have a very large house there on uh, 390 Lincoln Street. It's broken up into three separate areas and we have uh, seven, double, uh, seven single rooms and four double rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have 15 residents pretty much at all times over this past decade. We usually have a waiting list for men. Uh, who are, uh, you know, looking to get into a place where they can begin their recovery. Um, so we usually have 15 men at all times that are wow. they're yeah. really headed in the same direction, really trying to gain a new life. So uh, how long
2: is your waiting list?
0: Um, there are times that the waiting lists can be up to three to six months. There are other times, according to the seasons, uh, where we may only have a handful of people on the list at certain mm-hmm. times. Yep,
2: yep. But there's, there's room to do more, isn't there? Oh, there yeah. certainly yeah. is. Yeah. There yeah.
0: certainly is. You know, we've talked, uh, my board and I, uh, really over the last five plus years about will the Lord have something uh, for us beyond just that one house? Mm-hmm. Uh, will there be another opportunity to have a second house because the need is so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think we could fill a second house really? within a couple months if, if we were able to move in that direction.
1: And we're talking about, People that are out there on the street. Yes, absolutely. And whose lives are in a wreck.
0: Uh, absolutely, it's a life and death struggle. Uh, since I began. Uh, back in 2012. uh, The tragic side of it is, and you know, you can see the statistics with the opioid epidemic and uh, the people that die from alcoholism and drug addiction, but we've lost 25 former residents over this past decade to either overdose or or the effects of their substance Mm -hmm. use disorder. But we thank God that there are literally dozens and even hundreds that their lives have been changed not just for themselves but their families and and they're experiencing new life not only in sobriety, but following
2: Jesus. Ah. Now, when you have alcoholics and drug addicts, uh, is uh, do you, do you do the same things with them all the time, or is there is there any difference in the way they're handled? And how many how many drug addicts versus alcoholics do you do you find yourself dealing with?
0: You know, it's it's ever changing. Um, I would say back in 2015, we were probably 75 percent. Uh, we're men dealing with drugs and 25 percent were dealing with alcohol and that's almost flipped over the last couple oh. of years amazingly however there we're finding more and more are dealing with both mm-hmm. alcohol and, and, and drug addiction um, we really don't handle it a whole lot different because uh, it takes hold of your life in, in a lot of similar ways mm-hmm. uh, brings destruction brings behaviors that you never would have imagined would happen uh, b- before the alcohol and the drugs took, took place in their life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it isn't, it isn't greatly different.
0: No. Uh, when
1: something else is outside of you is controlling your life, whether it's drugs or alcohol, it
0: still is just as— vicious and destructive
2: but the solution is the same right it,
0: it really is and you know one of the things that i share with our residents i'm not in recovery from alcoholism and drug and addiction but i'm in recovery from a lot of things from sin. sinful yep. behaviors yep. Yep. in my life yep. and we find that they take hold in a lot of the same ways. If the enemy can get a stronghold in your life, it doesn't matter if it's alcoholism, drug addiction, pornography. It can be dozens of different things mm-hmm. can really derail your life and bring you to a place you never thought you could get to. Yeah, yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: I've, I've seen it. It's with food. Yes. People that cannot control uh, their intake of food and their lives start going down
0: the tubes.
2: Absolutely. I, I, so how, how do these guys find you, or what, what, what's, the, what's the source of, uh, of these folks coming?
0: Well, we get a lot of referrals. Um, men can self-refer themselves. We get referrals from family members. We get referrals from churches. Uh, we've connected with all the jails and prisons in our state. Uh, we have a lot of men that come out of incarceration because they have been there because of behaviors you know, that are associated with drug addiction and alcoholism. Um, we get a lot of men coming out of detox that have mm-hmm. no place to go. Uh, they've been detoxed for up to week, uh, a week, but they're headed back to the streets if they don't have a place where there's uh, residential support and recovery. We get a lot of referrals through uh, Maine and uh, federal probation. Oh. Uh, we get a lot through facilities such as Spring Harbor. St. Mary's, uh, facilities throughout the state that Mm -hmm. give people care for anywhere from a week to 30 to 45 days but then again men are facing a homeless situation if they don't have a place to go.
1: So you may get someone coming to your door who it's not
0: voluntarily. Uh, There are times that happens, it's the exception but there are men that have to find a sober living facility is what what they'll call it through probation. Um, part of their probation conditions are they have to be actively engaged in their recovery, uh, which we're really thankful that we've been able to partner over this last decade with Main State Probation, and and they now kind of find Friendship House as a really good layer of second protection, mm-hmm.
2: uh, oh. you know, for their probationers. So
1: wow, wow,
2: yeah, yep, yeah, isn't that interesting? Uh, so, uh, um, so. I lost my thought there. Sorry about that. Well, <laughs>
1: I, and just to follow up though on the the kinds of people who come to you for help, mm-hmm. uh, did, how do they get into how, the most of the people that you see? How do they get into a, a situation where their addiction is out of has got their lives out of control?
0: Is it? Uh, we we find whether it be alcohol or drug addiction you know for many it starts out it's recreational they don't realize that really until it's too late that they've been kind of hooked they're they're now going from weekends and now it's every other day and it usually ends up every day so there, they started off just having fun there are time, most of the guys that i know started in their teens wow. um and then it before they knew it, it was out of control. Mm-hmm. And it began to affect not just them, but their family, their work situation, and really every part of their lives. Hmm. So in some cases,
1: they may be in a in a jam that they really didn't choose to be in. They thought they were just going to have some fun and some part-time recreation and found themselves in a situation that they hadn't planned on at all.
0: Absolutely. Many men... Uh, just what you're talking about have found themselves in in that exact same place when we have the opportunity we have some of our men we've gone to a couple local schools over the years and and they are thrilled to be able to share with people sixth seventh eighth ninth grade and and say you know it started for me back then thinking this was going to be something fun and and then realizing it, it really imprisoned me for a lot of my adult life and uh, they kind of share the dangers of what hold can that, happen. Hold that thought. I can see Jim. Uh, going, we gotta go. We oh, got to go right. to break.
2: Uh, time flies when we're having fun. I, I'll tell you that. So we're gonna we're gonna go to break now, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. God bless.
0: You're Welcome better.
2: back to Simple Faith. Uh, come on, guys. We're we're having a great time <laughs> talking here while uh, we're on break. Uh, so much. Uh, uh, it's it's so good to to learn some of these things uh, and the needs that uh, that are out there. Uh, um, you were talking. We we're talking about a, a situation in which uh, the guys kind of get caught up in a in a lifestyle, and um, especially the ones doing drugs uh, end up mm-hmm. selling drugs. Absolutely, you know,
0: we find uh, many many cases o- over these past ten years where uh, gentlemen will begin using. They get hooked on a certain drug, and uh, in order to be able to afford continuing to do the drugs at the rate that they want to do that, which is usually on a daily basis, uh, they will get involved where the person who they're getting the drugs from will offer them, if you'll know if you sell drugs for me, if you'll be the one transporting, uh, you'll get your drugs to <laughs> use for free. And
2: unfortunately... Uh, what a bargain, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah.
0: W- well,
1: especially if the, if the alcohol or the drugs has caused you to lose your job... Uh, that becomes a very nice
0: offer uh, yes it, and it does it seems appealing at the time and i've really have so many friends we call it friendship house but i really do i've gained hundreds of mm-hmm. friends and men who are dealing with alcoholism and drug addiction thank god there are many of those that are now living lives that are full and mm-hmm. and free of that but some are still certainly you know stuck in that lifestyle but we find so many that they're willing to risk that they, you know they'll sell the drugs in order to to get what they, you know, they need to use what they believe they need to use on a daily basis, and uh, unfortunately, for many of them, you know, they've been caught, convicted, and had to serve jail, prison time
2: uh, for trafficking.
0: For trafficking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, and sometimes, you know, it may be a couple years in prison, but then another four on probation. So, mm-hmm. you know, for that risk they took, it for six years, it's had major consequences in their right. life. Right. Right.
1: Well, now I'm thinking, how long can a person stay at Friendship House?
0: Well, at this point, there was a point uh, when I came in over a decade ago, it was 10 months. Uh, 10 months, and then you had to find another living situation. It was early on in my time there that I began to realize, and I think most people in the state of Maine realize that housing at this point, is very, very difficult to attain for, uh, for someone who may be challenged financially, doesn't have a lot of resources. So we made that open-ended, uh, where right now we tailor it according to... Um, each resident's needs. Mm-hmm. I, I have some men who have been there. In fact, I believe we have six right now that are over a year, mm-hmm. and but they're working towards goals. And uh, what what we do there is certainly, you know, uh, we made clear from the beginning, we're faith-based. Uh, when someone signs our contract to become a resident at Friendship House, they know we're going to talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. They know we're going to talk about the importance of following his plan for our lives. And, and really our job there and the reason I took that that job as executive director is that we could introduce people to a uh, not only a God, but Jesus who has promised to give us a full abundant life. And he promises deliverance. He promises restoration in our life. If We'll follow him. And um, we're so thankful that many choose to take that path. But there certainly are, are guys that come in and uh, we share the love of Jesus with them. They don't choose to accept him, you know, during their time at Friendship House. But we believe we're doing what the Bible calls sowing seeds and mm-hmm. um, allowing the Holy Spirit to water those. And we believe there's going to be a time when um, they're, they're faced with that decision, maybe even after leaving Friendship House. You don't know. You don't and know. Exactly, yeah. and, and hopefully coming to him. What are some of the kinds of goals— that, those,
1: that the guys will set for themselves when uh, they come into the house?
0: Really the biggest ones and the ones that we encourage them, obviously, as sobriety is first. You have to be sober to stay at Friendship okay. House. Um, as soon as they're stable, if they're coming out of a, a detox center, um, oftentimes we encourage them to take a week or two to try to get stable emotionally and physically. Uh, we turn our attention to really helping them gain some stable employment because certainly— okay. So with, they can
2: work while they're, they, they, they have They can. Jobs, yeah. in,
0: in fact, it's, it's encouraged because without the resources, you can have sobriety, but what's beyond Friendship House? Most places take resources yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. in order to go on with your life. So we, we turn our attention to employment, uh, once they have stable employment, we turn our attention to what's the long-term plan for them to be able to secure a long-term housing solution okay. mm-hmm. that will be beneficial to their recovery. Um, I think, as many people know, in in our world today, that's a very difficult challenge mm-hmm. finding housing in the greater Portland area. Um, a studio apartment, maybe thirteen hundred dollars right Unbelievable. Now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, finding that stable employment hopefully allows them to begin to get a little bit of a nest egg together when they do have a housing solution. They'll have the first last month's rent. They'll have the ability to pay their rent uh, um, and in a place that will, again, be beneficial to their recovery. A- and then at that point, um, throughout their stay at Friendship House, we're really trying to help them build a community support network. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, will they Will they, for example, get involved with a church while uh, they're in We we absolutely encourage our men to do that. Um, I I think I shared with you before we began our program, we're so fortunate. When I began in 2012... We felt fortunate if we had a couple of the 15 men that would attend church on Sunday. And and now I'm so thrilled and just thank the Lord that there is over half of our men that regularly attend church services Mm -hmm. at different churches in in the greater Portland area. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. We have tremendous support through the churches that really just o- open their arms to them and, and really want to be a, a catalyst of them coming to Jesus and beginning to know him and experience his love.
1: Well, I was going to say, because, yeah, because the process that they're going to go through when they come to you is transferring the control of their lives mm. from the drugs and the alcohol mm. to something else. That And what what is that sure. something else that's mm-hmm. going to control their lives?
0: <laughs> The, the only positive one we know is if they submit their lives to the Lord and, and they just allow Jesus to give them that full, abundant life that he promised to do if, if they'll, again, give their life over to him.
2: So what are some of the other requirements for living at uh, Friendship House? Uh,
0: the requirements is they do have to be in recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we focus on. But there are requirements in the house. Um, we have several things. We have a Monday night uh, devotional house meeting. Mm -hmm. Uh, that they have to attend. We have a Tuesday night. Um, Sometimes it's an AA meeting. Uh, We try to connect with Celebrate Recovery and other organizations that have the Christian slant Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. AA. Right now our men on Tuesday night are are going through the first season of uh, The Chosen. Uh, oh. w- watching the,
2: the I keep s- hearing about that. I haven't series. seen it yet, but I'm going oh, to have to no find kidding. it. Oh, no kidding.
0: Exactly. So, and they watch it right there at the house. Watch it right there. So they're they're doing that each week. And, and then we do have other requirements. We have oh. curfew. Uh, we always tell our residents coming in that nothing really good, you can probably tell us, has happened after 11 o'clock <laughs> in their yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, often that's when, you know, things can get out of control. So we do have a curfew. We also have what we call a resident-on-duty shift. Um, it, it's really... A, a part of them just gaining responsibility in, in a community of recovery with other, with other men who are in recovery. They have to fulfill one shift a week where they do common chore in the common areas. Uh, they may mop the floors, uh, clean up the counters and in the, in the sink. They also answer the phone for us. If donations are brought by churches or individuals, they receive them, thank them. Um, and it really just uh, adds a sense of responsibility outside of work and their lives, and helps them connect to the community and recovery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And help them to to begin to discover what it feels like to give
1: to some somebody else to the community
0: you know AA will save uh, will say it and we know the Bible says it the more you serve the that's more you begin, absolutely true. The more you begin to understand what a full life is and, and that's, uh, that's
2: why you're here because we want people to meet folks like you who are serving uh, because and encourage folks to do what you're doing and get involved in things like uh, like like, uh, like what you're doing whether it's feeding people or whether it's uh, a ministry like this is so important to serve. Well, we certainly appreciate and there may be some of our supporters listening.
0: I mean, we literally could not do it without them. Yeah. Our, our, our yearly annual budget, and again, we began in 1985, usually requires us to raise about sixty-five to $70,000 a year just to break even. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we've entered our 38th year just shows not only the uh, miraculous power of our <laughs> of our Lord, but also the tremendous support our community has provided us. Well,
2: that's, that's a tremendously that's, that's modest
1: the, amount, though.
2: Th- yeah. It strikes me. That's that, that's also the Lord working in these, these folks that are uh, opening hearts to support uh, guys uh, who are going through this. That is absolutely
0: yeah. the truth. And, you know, there are many times uh, people will say, well, you know, out of all the things that you can give to, you know, Main Children's Cancer and other organizations that are doing so many great things for young people, uh, you know, oftentimes people will be drawn towards those, and, and we don't discourage that. You know, yeah. if you're giving somewhere, we encourage you to keep giving in that area, but we tell someone if, you know, if you don't have a place to give and you're sensing God's, you know, kind of leading you in that direction to begin <laughs> supporting ministries, I can tell you that Friendship House is having a tremendous impact Uh, upon our state and it's having a tremendous impact in individual lives but also in the lives of families because some people don't realize that when you you know a man is dealing with alcoholism and drug addiction there's someone's son Mm there's someone's father there's someone's brother Um, and we find many of our supporters make a real connection when they meet our our residents Do, Do,
1: do now yeah they are somebody's son somebody's somebody's husband yes perhaps did did the uh, members of the family get involved at all
0: uh we absolutely encourage that now many of the men that come to us have uh estranged their families for some of them there are others that they haven't gone quite that far and we encourage family members to come visit at friendship house (gasps) we do allow men overnights to go visit with family Uh, we have many men who are trying to reconnect with their children a- oh. after their life has been devastated by alcoholism and drug addiction. So that is a big part of what we do. We really try to reconnect the reconnect. family, and uh, we love to see dads becoming strong dads yeah. again and yeah, uh, husbands becoming the men that God's called them to be. And yeah.
2: Oh, uh, wow. I'm just thinking that uh, there might be somebody out there right now that uh, might have a question for you, uh, Herb, and uh, 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 maybe they've got somebody in their family going through this this, and uh, you can call 725-9224, and, uh, and we'll put you on the air, and you can talk with us uh, on the air, or if, you're, if you want to text us a question, today the text number is different, so you might want to write this down, as <laughs> yeah. 653-9972, uh, 653-9972. Uh, Bob is uh, out sick today, so we're missing, we're missing <laughs> Bob today, but, uh, but please uh, text us or call us. Uh, now, got-
1: I'm trying to fill in here, but I'm not sure... Because my phone is not on this Wi-Fi here, my, and okay. so I may not.
2: Yeah, we're, we'll 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 uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll get your text. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. If you don't uh, call, if you don't, if you try texting and don't get through, just give us a call. Yeah. So um, what's what is it like for the guys living at uh, Friendship House? We've talked a little bit about that, but uh what is what does it look like on a
0: well, one of the things we've really tried to do over this last decade is is build a culture where it really is like a family mm-hmm. um, in, in the house. And uh, only by the Lord's blessing is favor upon our house. We've been able to do that. We're men that come in. The 15 residents we have right now, I was just talking to my house manager this week. Uh, it is really a strong group that has a bond they're heading in the same direction many of them are of like faith in Jesus they've accepted him into their lives and uh, we really just try to create an environment where they have tremendous support Um, a lot of national surveys that have come out recently in the last few years have said without residential support and recovery the statistics are very low that recovery will take place and so for our men uh, they have 14 other men that are headed in the same direction. They're mm-hmm. trying to change their lives. and
2: uh, It's taken some time to build that culture, hasn't it? It it's, uh, didn't, didn't start out that way, but over 38 years. I love that, 38 years of, uh, yes. of, of uh, constantly... Uh, Putting yourselves into this ministry.
0: Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm one part of that ministry. Behind the scenes, we have a strong board of directors. Ah. Uh, we have a base of supporters that include, and I, I hope some of our churches, uh, the members of our churches that support us, are out there today because we absolutely could not continue to make the impact without mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, they provide sometimes monthly finances to support the ministry. They provide meals. There'll be people that drop off household items like paper towels, uh, toilet tissue, yeah. toothpaste, toothbrushes, all things that men coming in that may not have, uh, we can provide for them. Okay, uh, okay. That men that come in usually have very few resources, mm-hmm. and we can get them a great start because of the generosity of not just churches, but businesses and individuals mm-hmm. in this area that support us, and we are so thankful for them. God has provided them for yeah. us. <laughs> right. So
1: these guys these guys will eat meals together, three meals a day
0: together? Uh, w- what we do is uh, we have a great food situation. We're so thankful for the donations we get, but we, we share a common meal Monday through Thursday. Uh, okay. That meal is made. We sit down together. Uh, men enjoy the fellowship with one another. It really helps men begin to connect after work and, and realize, hey, you know, I have some people I can rely on—not just myself, not just my house manager, but other men that are are literally walking the steps. They are trying to gain recovery in their life. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and that's an evening meal that it, they'll all it is. Share it's an together. evening meal. Now, how about <clears throat> schedule in the morning? What do, What do they do? And there's a regular schedule that they have at uh, all
0: for most of our men. We are a working recovery home. Okay, uh, really important for those that can work uh, to. We help them gain stable employment. We have several several organizations, a uh, couple of nonprofits that help our men gain work. Because what sometimes people don't understand is when someone's in recovery, um, you know they may have. Had incarceration, they may have charges, they may sometimes have felony charges on their record, and that makes it very challenging to find a job. Yeah, um, we've connected with some great organizations, and I'd just like to mention one Main Works. Um, mm-hmm. Margot Walsh began that some oh. years back, and uh, her organization has been such a blessing to the men in our house because some who couldn't go down to the local store or the local warehouse and gain a job. Works allows them, they take on the liability for these men to go on with established companies, construction companies, um, you know, maybe snow removal companies or landscaping companies, and and they give them the opportunity. We've had many of our individuals have gone to work for Works; They've been able to prove themselves, uh, their reliability, their work ethic, and then they won't Work through Main Works anymore. They'll be hired on directly by these companies. So the record that they had uh, is no longer an obstacle for them. They mm-hmm. they've now gained stable employment where they're able to. You know, Where's
2: where Main Works located? Is that uh, yes, they're that.
0: located? Their offices are on Forest Avenue in Portland, mm-hmm. um, and, and they literally help hundreds of men and women every month. Is that a governmental operation? It is not, no. Oh, no. non-government. No, it's non-government and uh, wow. they're doing a tremendous work and they have a tremendous effect on the men at Friendship House when, when that is needed in their mm-hmm. situation. We okay. have other men that get hired directly. They don't have those challenges so they can go and, and interview Gee. and and gain stable employment on their own.
2: No. You uh, you said you have fifteen beds. Do you have any idea how many beds there are in in Portland for guys that are uh, going through this stuff? I do. There
0: there really is a lot. And let me just give you a little background. We're, we're told that there is over a hundred uh, sober living residences in the greater Portland area. Uh, when I started oh. again, you know, over eleven years ago. Um, Many of those houses we were finding, the conditions weren't really well <laughs> in those. Uh, it, it almost seemed as though it was more to make a profit than to help right. men gain recovery. So we were so fortunate uh, that in 2016, we were one of five founding members of what is now um, known as the main association of recovery residences. Oh. Uh, we've been operating for six years and thankfully it's really helped up the level um, houses have to be certified every year, um, the conditions and kind of have to have a, um, ethics and, mm-hmm. and different things operating in their house. So we started with five members and, uh, just earlier this year, we now have 70 affiliates throughout uh, the state of oh Maine. My goodness. So.
2: We have to go to break. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting, uh, Nathan in the uh, sound room there is getting kind of nervous. So <laughs> <laughs> we got to go. We'll be right back, uh, uh, with some more with, uh, Herb Blake, don't go away. Welcome back. Uh, we're here with uh Herb Blake at Simple Faith. Um Jim Barnes and and <laughs> and me. Bob is gone. He's sick with the flu today, so uh, we're missing him, but but having a great time here with uh with Herb and talking about uh over the break we, we we it never stops here <laughs> oh no <laughs> we're mar. talking about an organization called mars is that uh or yes uh mar yeah, yeah mar, the main yeah.
0: association of recover residents. and
2: uh and how this was how this has really um helped helped uh, uh friendship house and and uh and how this kind of got started with another one of our guests uh dan mahoney yes uh, uh yep. wonderful guy and I just I have so much respect for what you're doing um, in this, and also Dan. Yes. So you get, just give us a little bit of your philosophy with that.
0: Uh. Yes, uh, you know we are faith-based recovery. Um, thankfully, uh, you mentioned Dan Mahoney. He's yep. another man of faith that yep. uh, has two homes. I, right. I believe running Morning Star Recovery in Westbrook right now. Uh, Dan and I are friends and. Uh, really, there was a connection I began to have with him about a decade ago. I I think we were both seeing the the need, you know, I may be able to help, or Friendship House may be able to help 15 residents at a time, and maybe his house can help a dozen people at a time. But we were just seeing the need is really into the hundreds and thousands, you know, how are are we going to try to connect to meet the needs of more people? And uh, it really began with a sit down with about three or four people and uh, the, really the founding members of MAR, uh, Sarah Coop of Grace House, Dan Mahoney of Valdar Housing, and, and several others. And, and I believe God just began to bring together um, some partnership. In oh. the greater Portland area, and we realized that we really need to be using each other as resources. Right. You, so uh, you really are able to help each other. Yes. Uh, not only provide, I, I mean, there were many times I mentioned our waiting list. I, I want to know that there's other options out there when I'm talking with someone who oh. is desperate on the phone and really needs something immediately. And you don't have a bed. And I don't have a bed, and I know I probably will not have a bed for months because of our waiting list. It, it is such a... Uh, comforting thing to know that, okay, I've got some friends doing the same thing in Mm -hmm. the greater Portland area that I can refer them to, check with them. I may know if they have a bed, but if not, I can give the phone number. And uh, again, we just have kind of a referral network. I think I mentioned earlier that we started with five founding members in 2016, and we now have 70 affiliates that are part of the Maine Association of Recovery oh, Residents. 70. 70 in the state of Maine.
2: But they're so, not all Christians, are they?
0: They are not. No. Yeah. Um, we, we've really found the need to, you know, we do our thing. Um, we're unashamed to say that we operate to introduce people to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we want to see men get sober. We want to see, you know, men get a new life. But um, that that's only going to help you in this physical life here on right. this earth. And uh, we look beyond that. We want to see their lives changed and their eternity changed. and um, be but able I to think s- it's
2: so important, it's so important that uh, the rest of the community can see the things that are happening at uh, at Faith House. And so these these uh, these organizations where you're, you're connecting with people that might not be the same faith or not, might 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 not have any faith at all. It's so important so that they can they can see what's uh what's happening and and uh and yeah and maybe not get, not, get not get even them. realize that they're giving God glory for <laughs> the results but yeah, right. uh but but uh but it's 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 impressive but uh, they pick up the hint yeah
0: yes and, and I'll tell you we're so thankful for the other affiliates because they're f- filling a role where these would be people on the streets yep um it, it's literally a life or death situation and I think I shared with both of you before we began but there's a tragic side to you know, dealing with men and women in recovery, and at Friendship House over the last eleven years, we've had over three hundred residents. The tragic side is we've had twenty-five residents in this last decade that have lost their lives to mm. either overdose oh, or the effects of their alcoholism and drug addiction. And mm. and these are friends; these are men we have built connections with. Uh, many of them have really tried to follow Jesus with their lives, and maybe relapsed, or some have just succumbed to the years of. Abuse that has been upon their body and physical okay. effects have taken over and, and they've lost their lives at an early age. So um, it really is a life or death situation that we deal with.
1: Well, I remember when when I was working with uh, Christian Recovery and yes. social workers that were working with the government who were working with and people struggling with addiction used to say to me, geez, I wish we could do what you do. Mm-hmm. But we can't do it. We can't talk about Jesus. <laughs>
0: yeah. a- absolutely. You know, just a, a few things that have happened over the years. We're so thankful that we've connected with uh, state probation, mm-hmm. federal probation. Uh, we have great relationships with the um, institutions, prisons, and jails in our state. That's awesome. Um, you know, with caseworkers and, and probation officers. It's been God who's provided those absolutely. connections for us. But Absolutely. Um, Do those
1: organizations, do they respect your uh, reliance
0: on faith? uh, You know they do. It's funny, we had a situation about four years ago where one of these organizations, they wanted to actually fund a bed for a year at Friendship House because they wanted to keep it open for people that they're working with. we went through a process of phone interviews and and then some face to face, and it, it turned out that the government will not allow them to do that in a faith based ah, organization. Which yeah. uh, we're very adamant. You know, we're not going to take state or federal right, money because right. uh, we'd rather share the message of Jesus with. with now men. that
2: you're saying that, I think that's a a good good point. To uh to I, I've got a friend, a good friend who's uh who's got a relative who is. In recovery right now, in a in a, in a uh, and it's going to cost his company over a hundred thousand dollars for ninety days in in a recovery program. Yes. How does that? How do you? How do you deal with that kind of thing? How how, how are you funded? Uh, we are funded through. We have to raise about
0: sixty-five to seventy thousand dollars a year. We have approximately a hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget um, each year. We operate what we believe is bare bones for fifteen men. Uh, with electricity and gas and food and mm-hmm. all the different yeah. things we do, but uh, we really we give glory to God because we're in our 38th year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been amazing how the community has responded. Churches in our area have responded, individuals, businesses, and they provided
2: those do, funds. Do the do the guys? Kick in anything as they get jobs. How does that work? They
0: do. Um, One of the things that sets us apart. Again, we're a Christian nonprofit. We don't require funds to come into residency at Friendship House. That's why we're always full, and we have a waiting list. (laughs) Right. Um, Guys are able to come in, and and we're able to just help them get settled. When they do gain employment, we call it the resident contribution. When they are employed and they're working full time, it's one hundred and fifty dollars a week, which includes all their food. you know washers dryers all their utilities Mm -hmm. things like that uh we find that over the years if there's not some kind of requirement financially it becomes almost impossible if they don't get in a routine of paying that is, That's bills. exactly what I'm thinking. Yes.
2: It's a help to them, it's not a hindrance. It, yeah. it is. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and I can say this, over the last 11 years, there has not been one resident that has ever been discharged from Friendship House because of the lack oh, of, really? of, of paying that resident contribution. That's the beauty of it, and that's what the community su- supplies for us, is that men have a secure place to recover without all the fear that, man, I might lose my place to live next week. Mm-hmm. I've you know, i got a secure place where people love me, where they're providing support and assistance, and um, I, I have someone with me along this recovery journey.
2: What happens if somebody slips up while they're living with you? How yeah. does that work?
0: Um, when you sign our contract, we have what's called a zero tolerance policy for using. Uh, we believe a, if someone does relapse, it's important for, for them to understand there are consequences mm-hmm. uh, to our actions and relapse. Um, Men do have to leave. We try to get them to a safe um, location or, mm. or a situation um, if they have to leave for that reason. But uh, we have what we call a 30-day waiting period, and then they can reapply to be part of Friendship House. And ah. I'm, I'm really thankful that over these—again, uh, I, I can only speak to my time there, but I've had some residents that have been there five, six, seven times, and we believe we show the grace of God in That's that right. because— That's right. I think every one of us can understand that we failed many areas of our lives <laughs> over the years, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes in the same areas of That's our right. lives. And so it's not, we don't call it punitive when someone have, has to leave. We really believe it can be restorative, mm-hmm. that yes. they see that there are consequences Amen. to the I like actions. that word. Yeah.
2: The uh, The landlords aren't going to... Let them stay in a place if they don't pay the rent. Uh, once they get out, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. We, we really are trying to set them up for success in the future. Sure, and and that's the main reason we try to introduce yeah. them to Jesus.
2: To... Yeah, so if yeah. somebody if somebody did want to uh, uh, become one of your supporters, how would they do that?
0: Well, we have several ways. Uh, you know, we're always looking for people that will volunteer. We have many churches that provide meals monthly for us. Uh, We have churches, individuals, and businesses that provide monthly donations. Some of them provide donations quarterly. Some people will make a donation year-end for us. Um, We have a Square account online on our um, website, which is www.friendshiphousesplural.org. Even though we have one house right now, that was taken. You plan on having another one, (laughs) Uh, right? We would love to have (laughs) another house, so. But they can go on there, or uh, they could stop by Friendship House. We encourage people to stop by and see what's happening at Friendship House yeah. and, and, and see the community that's been built in the, and really get to meet the men and yeah. who they really are. So.
2: I did see your house uh, shortly after you acquired it Yes, uh, in South Portland there, but I haven't been there in a long time. Yep. I'd kind of like to stop by again, Herb.
0: I, I would love you to do that, and I just want to share one thing. There's so many miracles that happen really Weekly at yep. Friendship House, I, I I could sit here for probably twenty Saturdays in a row and, and <laughs> ah. just continue to tell you about those. But in 2014, you know, we have short, mid, long-term goals, and we knew the house. If you saw it at the beginning, you knew it was an old farmhouse. It was oh, going to need a, yep. a yep. lot of work, and uh, it was just a miracle. In 2014, we applied for a grant from the Next Generation Foundation. And they saw the need in our house. They provided us a $100,000 grant to renovate Mm -hmm. the house and update the conditions. And uh, we believe that's a miracle of the Lord. Uh, Yeah.
2: You know, that's the one thing I hear from every person that comes in here. Everybody's in a ministry. You see miracles. Yes. But you don't see them unless you're out there pursuing the vision that God has given you. And you don't see the vision unless you're… In a prayer group, or you're talking to God and say, God, what do you want me to do? You know, I'm your disciple. I'm <laughs> here to <laughs> do what Jesus told me to do. What do you want me to do? And uh, he will point you in the right direction. And if you are faithful to that, you're going to see those miracles. And it's just the most exciting thing about being a Christian that I can even talk about. It's just, I, yeah. I believe that with
0: all my heart. You know, when you find a place that God has you to serve, your life becomes so much more full. People will thank me sometimes sometimes. Uh, for the job I do at Friendship House, and I have so many people who support me. My wife has really been a part of this ministry the whole time I've been there, our our board, and so many other donors. But I I can tell you this, honestly, you get so much more back (laughs) than you could ever give. (laughs) Uh, Thank God that he's allowing us to have some kind of impact, but... Um, and we are having an impact, but it's all because of Him.
2: Jesus says He's going to give you an abundant life, and sometimes it's almost too abundant. It, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what do you want to leave us with? Uh, we're getting close to the end here, and I, sure. I, 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 I want you to come back for twenty more times and <laughs> yeah. tell us all your stories. But uh,
1: we can what's that web address again?
2: Uh, it is www.friendshiphouses.org.
0: Oh, dot org. We also, yeah. You've got a phone number, too. We do, yep. Um, Our office phone number is area code 207-767-7403. That's in the office. And I'll tell you, my cell phone's all over the state, so it's not going to matter. I can give you my cell phone. Sure. It's 207-671-8277. And again, I'm Herb Blake. Be more than happy. You know, our, our church is... Uh, all through the area have people that struggle yep. with, with alcohol and yep. drug addiction, and we don't want that to be hidden. We want right. it to come into the light and and realize that there's a place you can come. There's not going to be judgment. We yeah. under, we understand we all struggle, and, and we want there to be options for people in churches that may be struggling. Come to Friendship House. Um, your church will support you, and, and we'll absolutely support, give you assistance. We'll pray with you and uh, you know, we'll hope that you go back to your church and you can serve greater than you ever have before. Amen. amen. That
1: we'll pray with you, is mm. that's that's a, a very important thing. I didn't realize, but it, when you ask somebody who isn't really familiar with that, with faith, uh, can I pray f- with you or for you? And I've had people look at me and say, nobody's ever asked me that before. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: I, I wow. think... I think uh, I think uh, you could also have a newsletter that goes out. And if somebody just wanted to call and get on the newsletter, uh, they could probably do that too.
0: We would love to have Ah. you do that. We have a quarterly newsletter that tells you all about the happenings at Friendship House and uh, tells you about our fundraisers. We have two major fundraisers a year. Uh, we have a golf challenge that will be held at Toddy Brook Golf Course in North Yarmouth this year. That will be on Thursday, August 18th. And then at the end of October, I believe we're scheduled for the last Friday night in October, October 27th. Uh, we will be having our annual banquet silent auction, which is a tremendous night. But 170 people attended last year. Mm-hmm. Just a beautiful night where we have resident testimonials, huge silent auction, and a great meal together. And so, anyone can go to that. Anyone can go to that. Absolutely. And the golf thing. Yeah, absolutely. We would love to have you call either one of those numbers or or email us at friend, the numeral one at main.rr.com.
2: There we go. That's it for today. And uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, uh, we'll have another guest next week and go on and see what Jesus wants you to do this week. I just think this is so exciting. God bless. Bye-bye.